Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14, 15, and 16. I'm reading from various versions of the Bible so that you can get this. But Jesus, the Son of God, is our high or our great high priest who has gone to heaven itself to help us. Therefore, let us never stop trusting him. Verse 15, for we have no superhuman high priest. We don't have a priest who is out of touch with our reality. He's been through weakness and testing. This is what the Message Bible said. He's experienced it all. Tempted in every way, just as we are currently now. Yet, as the NIV version says, he did not sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. I, I want to speak to you on the subject uh, finding grace, part two. Finding grace, part two. And the context of this series of sermons that I'm going to be speaking is that I believe that this is the season, not simply summer, but this is the, the season, the time, the, the Kairos moment that uh, God is not, will be, but is pouring out tremendous grace. Turn to somebody and say, this is your season. Okay, now... Now, turn to them like you mean it. This is your season. So I want to make sure that you can identify grace because some of you, you're receiving tremendous grace and you don't even know it. The other thing I want to do is, uh, this was born out of, and being transparent, this was born out of my time of struggle with devotions and prayer. Are you with me so far? And what I mean by struggle, it wasn't like I wasn't praying, but I was reading a devotional, and the devotional said, uh, enjoy your times with me, me being God. And then the Holy Spirit asked me, do you really enjoy being with me? And when I thought about it, I said, Lord, I can't say I really enjoy being with you. And I know that may offend some of you, but I'm just being transparent. Because I look at prayer as work. Devotions. Did you spend your time with God? You're a pastor. Are you praying for your people? So for me, prayer was looked at like, okay, this is what I have to do so that if anything goes wrong, I can at least say I prayed. 
Okay. Turn your neighbor and say he's talking about himself. Okay. Okay. So cool your jets. And God said to me, as your good, good father, do how do you think I feel about you feeling like your arm is twisted to be in my presence? So I came to the conclusion that there must be a way that you can enjoy being God's, in God's presence. I remember uh, hearing a story by Dr. Howard Hendricks. He was the mentor of uh, Charles Swindoll. He was a professor at Dallas Theological Seminary. And he was saying that uh, uh, he was mentoring and discipling a man who was married. And, the man, and so Dr. Hendricks asked his wife, hey, how's your husband doing with his walk with God? And she's, she's rolling her eyes and she says, what did you do to my husband? And he said, what do you mean? He said, she said, my husband is in the Bible and reading so much, I have to set the alarm clock for him to go to sleep. Now it's quiet here because some of you, <laughs> uh, you spend time with God looking at your watch like, are we finished yet? Mm. And I want, I want to have a relationship with God where I have to put the alarm clock on to make sure I'm not late for work. And it is possible. But we have to find grace. The word grace is the Greek word, many of you know this, charis, from which we get our English word charisma. And the word charisma or charis means favor. So when you have grace, you have favor. And favor is simply preferential treatment. Preferential treatment. It's sort of like sometimes when you, when you go into a store or a restaurant and they serve a meal and somehow they say, you know what? Uh, um, you don't have to pay for this meal. It's on us. That's preferential treatment. It just came out of nowhere. Are you with me so far? And, and, and so that's, that's grace, one definition of grace. It's preferential treatment. I looked up the word prefer, and it comes from two Latin words, pri, P-R-A-E, which means before, and ferro, from which, we get, from which the uh, word means in Latin to win. It means to receive. It means to set in motion. So prefer means to set in motion before. In other words, whatever you're about to receive from God today has already been set in motion before you arrive to today. This word prefer means to win before, meaning that before you even get into a battle, you already won. Donald Trump said, just in case he lost to Hillary Clinton, he used to say the game is rigged. I want to let you know this game of life, which is not really a game, but this walk of life is already rigged. You win. Where's that description? We are more than conquerors. So turn to your neighbor and say, act like a winner. Act like a winner. Some of you all are the troll the devil. <laughs> Get on the internet and say, devil, I already won. <laughs> but your faces don't look like you're a winner. And like me, I wasn't feeling like a winner in my time with the Lord. But he said, you have favor. You have preferential treatment. 
everything you walk into, I've already been there and set you up. God has prepared a place for you, and the name of that place is found in Genesis 26. The name of that place that God has for you is called Rehoboth, which means the Lord has already made room for me, and I will be fruitful when I get to the place that God has for me. The old-time song said, I don't know about tomorrow, but I know who holds tomorrow. Amen. God holds my tomorrow. So when you arrive to tomorrow, if God spares your life, you've already won. That's good news. God has already set in motion your blessing, your favor. This word uh, grace, technical definition of the word grace is divine influence upon the heart and its reflection in the life. In other words, God's grace is when God influences my attitude and that influence is reflected in my life. So when God gives me joy, I should reflect joy. If God gives me peace, I should reflect peace. And I'm going to talk about that later about myself. What struck me in the King James Version, it says, we obtain mercy, but we have to find grace. We obtain mercy, but we have to find grace. And next week, I'm going to talk about what obtaining mercy looks like. But I want to talk about finding grace. And this is kind of a review for those of you who last week, but I want to make sure we're on the same page. The word find here, the Greek word, it means to meet by chance. This word find means to kind of fall into. This word find means to discover. This word find means to recognize. It's sort of like you're in a place and all of a sudden, have you been in a situation where you were in a room or you were shopping and all of a sudden you kind of looked and said, that, that, that person looks familiar. And all of a sudden you're like, do do you go to PT? Yeah, I go to PT. Ah, all of a sudden you recognize them. Are you with me so far? We're talking about this word find means to come to know. So when we're talking about finding grace, we're talking about something that you don't know instantly. It, it, it is something that you kind of stumble on by accident. It is something that you don't recognize it until your eyes are open. Are you with me so far? And, and so my point is, is that some of you, many of us, have had grace poured out upon our lives like a tsunami and we don't even recognize it. And because we don't recognize it, we've lost our joy. But I am here to tell you, by the grace of God, if the Holy Spirit does what he wants to do this, this morning, you're going to leave here with your, with your shoulders straight back saying, wow, I didn't know I had such outpouring of preferential treatment that the game is rigged. Mm, the game is rigged as soon as I got out of bed. So now, instead of thinking, when you have favor, there's no such thing as the wrong side of the bed. So now 
I'm trying to train myself to go favor hunting. I like that. Remind me to put that one down. Favor hunting. Well, prove it to me, Pastor. Well, every time a, the Jews found favor, unexpected, like snuck upon them, they would put a suffix, they would attach a name to God's name. So his name was, when, when, when uh, Moses said, hey, what is your name that when I go to deliver the people of Israel, they'll, they'll know that you sent me. And he said, my name is Jehovah or Yahweh, which means I am. Are you with me so far? And so what would happen is that uh, when God would do something, they would attach a name. So for example, I'll just use two's example. Here you have uh, in, in uh, Genesis, make sure I get the Genesis chapter 22. You have, many of us know the story about uh, Abraham. He's taken his only son to be sacrificed before the Lord. He's about to sacrifice. Read, read the whole story. It's a blessed story about Abraham. He, he's gone about to sacrifice uh, Isaac. He's about to bring the knife down to sacrifice his only son to, to the Lord as proof to God that you are the most important person in my life. As the knife is about to come down, the angel cries, stop! Abraham, now I know that you love me more than anything. And then Abraham, the, I like the King James version says, and the ESV version says, and then Abraham, watch this, he turned around and behind him was a ram caught in the bush. In other words, God was saying, you're going to make a sacrifice. It's just not going to be your son. So when he turned around and saw the ram in the bush, God was saying, that's the sacrifice. And he and, and Abraham said, "Woo! you are Jehovah Jireh. You have provided something for me that I didn't even see it when I first got there. If you only knew what the word provide meant, you would be shouting. Because the word provide comes from two Latin words, pro and video, which means to see before. In other words, whatever has come up in your life, God said, I've already seen it before, and I've met that need. Ah, so when an unexpected bill comes up, you ought to be shouting, saying, there's favor somewhere to pay this bill, and when I need it, it will come. Tell somebody, God is never surprised. When you get an unexpected bill or an unexpected doctor report, God, 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 is not, God, God is not saying, oh my me. You'll get that later. He said, I've already made provision. I'm talking about favor. Gideon, in Judges chapter 6, he sees this man coming and he has this discussion with the man and, and he brings a sacrifice uh, to the man and all of a sudden the man takes the sacrifice and voila, poof, it turns it into fire, smoke goes up and, and all of a sudden uh, Gideon realizes he, he is, 
he came to know, he came to recognize that he's not talking to a regular man, he's talking to an angel, he's talking to God, and he says, oh my goodness! He said, I'm doomed, I'm cooked, because all the Jews know you can't stand in the presence of God and live. And he says, I'm a dead man. And the angel says, no, 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 don't worry, you're not dead. Everything's cool. And Gideon, when he realizes the angel's gone and he's still alive, he says, wow, I have favor. And he, said, and he names the place Jehovah Shalom. Meaning, God, the Lord who is my peace. In other words, he had peace snuck up on him. So we have said that when that grace, again, is favor, preferential treatment, God is just sneaking up on you and, and, and bring, you have to find grace. You have to recognize grace. You have to understand that you're going to meet up with grace by chance. It almost looks like luck, but it ain't luck because God already prepared it before you got there. Are you with me so far? And so, uh, um, so what are you saying, Bishop? I'm saying that there's Jehovah Jireh, of course. There's Jehovah, there's, we talk about Jehovah Shalom. There's, I like Jehovah Shammah in Ezekiel 36, meaning the Lord who is present. Of course, David found him as Jehovah Rohi, the Lord my shepherd, meaning that you should never feel like you don't have any direction because you have the great shepherd in your life. And Moses, Moses discovered him in Exodus chapter 15 as Jehovah Rofa, the Lord my healer. But again, my friend Dan from Maine, he gave me a new name that I love, and I keep telling you, he's Jehovah Sneaky. He's Jehovah Sneaky. And I know when you look up Sneaky, some of you are like, I don't like that where God is not a sneak. Because it has negative connotations, but the word Sneaky really means he does it in secret. How many of you ever had a secret blessing? Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on. How many of you, I'm going to talk about me. How many of you were angry at God? Called him all sorts of names. What do you mean? You don't care about me. Why aren't you doing something? And then he turns it around instantly and blesses you. And you're so embarrassed about what you said that you had to say, forgive me. Can I get a witness? Everybody got to put their hands up. You know that You know that when you were going through, you were saying, praise the Lord, hallelujah. You were saying, God forgot me. God, no, what's wrong with this God? This ain't fair. This ain't right. I've been serving you all the time. You ain't doing anything. And all of a sudden, bam, he turns it around. You're like, whoa. <laughs> Turn your neighbors, he's saying, he's talking about you. He's talking about you because I heard you complain. Some of you right now, you came into church complaining, whining, bickering, upset at God, and all of a sudden, you, you'll walk outside these doors, and sometime today, God will mug you with a blessing. You're like, oh, oh, oh. There's been times God has blessed me so much after my whining, I say, I don't deserve it. Take it back. <laughs> then I say, no, I need it. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't need it so much, I'd give it back to you. He sneaks things up on you. It is just preferential treatment. You don't deserve it. You just prefer preferential treatment. So there's Jehovah Sneaky in this room right now. Under four pews, there is 
one of these books, Jesus Calling, right in front of you. Check the pew in front of you. Check the pew in front, in front. Don't look behind, in front of you. Anybody find it yet? Ray, wow, nobody found it? No, it didn't fall down. Nobody. Huh? Not one. Somebody's not looking hard enough. You found it? Well, raise it up. It's fake? No, no, not by faith. They're actually. It'll be faith. By faith? No, this is, this is. Wow, nobody found it? Okay. There, there are four of them. I guess you can reach back then, because I, I know where I put them. Wow, not one. Mm. You, you got to go way under the pew. Ah, there's, the, okay, stand up, stand up, stand up, okay? The rest of y'all will find yours uh, later. Uh, okay, now let me ask you a question. How did you get that book? Oh, you found it. By faith. <laughs> I like that. That'll speak. That'll preach. That'll preach. That'll preach. You better. <laughs> now that's what I call a Jehovah Sneaky. Now, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Uh, Ma'am, you, you just drank a, a, a red. Yep, you, yep, you, yep, yep. Yep, ma'am, in the blue. Yep, you just drank something in red. Right under your pew should be one. If, right under, no, the one, you're sitting on your blessing. <laughs> okay. You'll help her out, I think. You're sitting on your blessing. Is it there? Ha! She's sitting on a blessing. Now, now, it, it, wave it for her. Is it there? Was it there? She was sitting on it, right? Yeah, yeah, she was sitting on a blessing. Didn't even know it. Didn't even know. Oh, you found it. All right. All right. So here's a question. Did you come in here expecting to receive this book? Okay. Did, did, did I somehow tell you before you got here there was a book there? Okay. Why, why did you get that book? Did you earn getting that book? No. You just showed up. So that you... Mm, so Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 to 10 says, By grace are you saved through faith, not of works. It is the gift 
of God. And the message Bible says, so that nobody gets to brag. So when you leave here, you can't be like, oh, I got this because I earned it. You didn't earn it. You just so happened to show up. And this young lady, she didn't even know that, right? She was sitting on her blessing. Amen. You may be seated. He is Jehovah Sneaky. So what I want you to do right now, take out your cell phones. And I want you to look over the past week and write down three blessings, three instances of God's favor, preferential treatment that happened just this past week. A few days ago, we got an unexpected bill, uh, potential unexpected bill. Uh, it was Jessica. Her, her bill was a potential $4,000, $4,000. And I was so upset, and I started trying to figure out ways to fix this. It was about 11 o'clock, took out my phone, started calculating, and guess what the Holy Ghost said to me? Thank you. He said, go to sleep. And I said, I can't. I got to handle it. He said, go to sleep. So like my famous words from my mother-in-law, I will obey. I went to sleep, woke up the next morning, still had it on my mind. Before the day was over, somehow we started checking out some things. And just like that, and I meant to verify just like that, that $4,000 bill was erased. And this is what I love about my daughter, Jessica. She didn't just say, hallelujah. In the kitchen, she was like, hi. She had a two minutes. Vanessa just so happened to be visiting. She came in and she's like, what's going on? And we were just having a praise break. If you've been, if if you got out of a $4,000 bill. (laughs) Turn your name and say, neighbor. Maybe God would do more if you would give him a praise break. Some of you, God blessed you, and you're like, some of you, God pulled, pulled your blessed assurance out of the fire. And after he, after he, you know, you say, won't he do it? And then, yes, he did. And you're like, hallelujah. <laughs> to God be the glory. You ought to be running around. Mmm. Ah! I just had a Jehovah Sneaky, and while, while you're writing yours down, a mother came to me and told me, my child takes AP classes, I guess that's the smart classes. That, as you can tell, that was not me. And she said, for the first time, my child got all A's. And I was like, yes, and then the Lord reminded me. He said, do you remember what you did to that child 10 years ago? And I said, oh my God. Because that mother came to me, heartbroken, said the doctor 
has said that my child has slight autism and my child will never do X, Y, Z. The Holy Spirit dropped in my heart instantly. That's why God, God is not looking for you to understand. He's looking for you to obey. And that's what's getting many of us in trouble. We're, we're, we're trying to figure out how this is going to work. God said, just obey. God told me instantly, said, every time you see that child, put your hand on the child's head and basically quote 1 Corinthians chapter 2.16, you have the mind of Christ. So every time you have the mind of Christ, whether the mother knew or not, you have the mind of Christ. And so years, over a decade of saying you have a mind of Christ, now the child's in high school and doing straight A's. I call that a Jehovah Sneaky. Amen. Are you finished with your three? Are you finished with your three? Okay, I'm going to give you one more minute. That old time song, I couldn't believe that, uh, that, well, yeah, you, Kenneth, that he knew that song. I said, what you doing as a young man knowing that old time song? Count your blessings. Name them one by one. And if, and, and if you're a child and you got a cell phone, you need to take your cell phone out and you record your blessings. I've been going through a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And the writer of the Rich Dad, Poor Dad said that from the age of nine, his rich dad taught him how to handle money so that it was so ingrained in him, keep writing your blessings, it was so ingrained in him that by time he was a te- by time he was a teenager, he was able to know how to handle money better than his teachers. And because of that, he was able to retire at the age of 37. Mm. And my whole point is that it was all because that he was, it was ingrained in him from nine years old on how to handle money. What would happen if your child at nine years old, it was ingrained in him or her to bless God, to find out where God is moving and bless him and praise him for what he's done? What kind of move would God do in your child's life if he, if he or she was trained to do favor hunting? All right, so this is what I want you to do. I want you to turn to the person next to you You may not know them. If you don't know them, introduce yourself. And I want you to share with that person what the Lord has done for you. (laughs) Share with them right now. If you don't know who they are, introduce yourself. Three things that the Lord has done for you this past week. Amen. Well, how many of you, obviously you're still being blessed. How many of you are blessed by what the other person said? Anybody encouraged? Amen. Amen. How many of you all were raised in an old time church? Count your blessings and one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. 
Count your many blessings, see one.